Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3 differences to the side and talking about something we all love in our old man river lavish lakes and streams pines full of the wildest life and possibility i said one mississippi there's a magnolia tree it's super talk outdoors with ricky matthews on super talk mississippi from the foundation studio right here on Biloxi's back bay i want to welcome you to super talk outdoors where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime, the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. Because as I say every single week, Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But some of you are joining us using YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast. With that said, it's July the 31st, 2023. Um, by the way, the views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation when it comes to the outdoors and outdoors issues you can count on me to say what needs to be said i am honored to be in this position by the way i'm really honored to be supported by the foundation um, that organization is stronger today than it has ever been in fact i'll have uh, a few principals from the executive committee join me in the next couple of weeks and just talk about how uh, how strong they really are uh, very very pleased to see the work of this incredible board of directors and the way that they double down on the future. Pretty good stuff. I'm, I'm honored to be here. Hey, so, so before I begin today's show, I want to share some heartbreaking news. Uh, yesterday, my sisters and I lost our beloved mother. Uh, she meant the world to us uh, in the midst of uh, our profound loss. I, I find solace and uh, and the fact that the sun still rises and i posted something about that this morning just as the lyrics from the famous song remind us the sun will come out tomorrow <clears throat> but today as i embrace and as we embrace the beautiful outdoors let us take a minute and honor and remember all of our mothers who will forever hold a special place in our hearts. I would not have come to understand or appreciate the, uh, the amazing outdoors had it not been for the support of my dear mother. I found a quote uh, this morning that emphasizes the enduring love and support that our mothers provide, especially as we venture out into the great outdoors. Uh, so anyway, this is, uh, this is what it said. Mothers hold their children's hands for a while but their hearts forever. You know, I don't know who the author was of that, but I tell you what, that can't be more true. So now let's shift gears. I, I am thrilled to have my friend Adam Butler join me this morning. We're gonna talk about the turkey hatch and the brood survey that's underway at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. He's the wild turkey program coordinator and he's become a really good friend of mine over the past uh, couple of years. Anyway, Adam, how you doing my friend? Yeah, sorry for your loss, Ricky. I hate to hear that. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. We, you know what's interesting? We are really, really blessed. Um, we know mom is in a better place, but we're very lucky that we had her to inspire us over all these years. And you heard what I said, you know, when you think about the outdoors, mothers hold their children's hands for a while, but their hearts forever. Um, man, that's so true, isn't it? All of us, you know, mom has a special place, you know, and and um, like you, I, you know, my mom was not an outdoorsman or outdoors woman, I guess I should say. I don't think she would uh, she would claim that title, but she certainly saw it in me and nurtured it when I was young. So I I, I don't know that'd be doing what I'm doing if it weren't for uh, my mother and her uh, her her ability to see that in me and 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 her love for science too. She was a science teacher for most of her wow. teaching career, so both of those things uh, probably have a big bearing on why i'm doing what i'm doing today yeah my mother my mother uh yeah she would enjoy fishing from time to time but man did she just love the outdoors like i, I have so many amazing memories of spending time 
at Paul B. Johnson State Park with mom and dad and our kid, you know, the my my siblings, just enjoying the campfire and roasting marshmallows and hot dogs and just uh, just enjoying the outdoors and, and you know sitting on a stream in the Great Smoky Mountains. Uh, I lived early in my life. I came to Gulfport when I was four. So you know all the, you know. I was born in Birmingham, lived in Mobile, and then Pensacola, then moved here. But my grandparents lived in Pensacola for a long period of time. My mother loved Pensacola Beach, so we would spend weeks and weeks during the summer in Pensacola Beach. And uh, it's so interesting because where we would stay was about a half a mile from the Pensacola Pensacola Beach Pier. And she would, you know, when I was just a kid, man, she would just let me leave early in the morning and walk to, I'd walk down the beach with my rod and go to Pensacola Beach Pier and stay there all day long, you know, catching, you know, as a, I mean, as, I remember as 10 year old catching king mackerel and lemon fish and hooking big sharks and every now and then hooking a the tarpon and and you know, I look back on it now, and I wouldn't have let my ten-year-old son walk down the beach and go to go to right. the pier, you know. Yeah. Uh, but she did that a lot. She let me just venture off, and she had reason to trust me. That's for sure. But um, you know, I look back on it now, and I realize just what a gift that was to give me the freedom to go do that, to go enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, similar for me. I I, I grew up uh, in Lawrence County. Um, out in the country and um, right there where my parents, my parents had 14 acres, but all the neighbors around us, you know, didn't really care if, if, if us kids kind of wandered over their place. So I had, uh, you know, free reign to a, a pretty good bit of land right there around the house. And even before I was old enough to hunt, uh, my parents would let me just, like you say, just wander off and explore the woods. And that is, that is my, uh, when I think back on my childhood, that's what I remember, you know, just getting home from school, walking out the back door. We had an old uh, mutt dog that was always at my side and, and just roaming and, and kind of taking in God's creation and, and, and falling in love with it. And um, I'm kind of like you looking back on it because a lot of those days I, I was not much older probably than my son is now. And and the tolerance that my mother must have had to, you know, me be gone up until I'm pretty well black dark outside, you know, with the snakes and the chiggers and the everything, you know, not knowing where I was, you know, you know, I, different different time, but uh, certainly that freedom to get out and enjoy the the woods and kind of fall in love with the with the outdoors uh, had a huge bearing on my life. No yeah, doubt. it's a, it's amazing. We I, I mentioned it before we started the show, but I had some woods. I don't know how many acres of woods behind my house in Bellevue, a, a, a community on the bayou in uh, Gulfport. And friends like Farrell Allman and Roy Anderson III and Raymond Seal, God rest his soul, and, and uh, Raleigh Morris and Steve Singleton and my dear friend Monty Simpkins and Mark Simpkins, all these, we all lived around this big you know, plot of woods, and we, uh, you know, <laughs> we would we would build forts and pretend to hunt, and we had wars, and and I, I think back at it, and and uh, I don't know that we have the freedom to let that happen today, but we, my mom just let us, our, all of our moms just let us go, yeah. and we explored, and we we built some of the most unsafe tree houses on the face of this earth. It is a miracle that we're alive today, buddy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, man. We did that too. We had forts and, and uh, we, you know, all cut, we call them wars where we'd get and throw stuff at one another and it's wonder we didn't poke people's eyes out and stuff like that. I'll tell you a funny story along these lines. So uh, just here recently, within the last year or two, my parents were cleaning out something at their house and they found an old, I, I had, I don't know, I, I, I had stashed it away somewhere. I'm 41 now. And uh, I guess when I was 12, I had stashed this map away. I had drawn a map of basically everywhere where I was exploring. And my parents come to me, you know, 30 years gone by and they say, I cannot believe you were wandering this far from home. If we would have known you were going, they couldn't believe how accurate my little 12 year old map was. And they said, I cannot believe you were wandering this far from home. We would have never let you done it if we'd have known. <laughs> Adam, you know what would be, you know, it's so interesting because this show gives, because it's a long format show, we get a chance to kind of delve. But 
You know, everyone I bet has a similar story like that. We, I often talk on the show about the inspiration that people get from their grandfathers and their grandmothers and their fathers and their mothers and you know extended family, et cetera, to, to love the outdoors. But you know this this notion of exploration and I love this th thought of having a map. You know, that, that basically. Uh, yeah, I, I, of course, when they found it, I remembered it, and I have to save it. You know, like I have it now and. Uh, but yeah, they they had a little moment. I can't believe you were going that far from, from home. <laughs> but they were they were tolerant and patient with me, and allowed me to do it. You know, and I'm better for it today. That's such a, that's such a beautiful story. It's so it's it's so true. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a it's a somber day. But uh, I am I have very strong faith, and I I, I rest easily knowing that my, my our mother is in a is in a good place now and you know we'll deal with the loss uh time will heal and you know life goes on but mothers hold their children's hands for a while but their hearts forever man that is so true gosh that is so true so adam uh you know we don't have much time left in this segment but uh how have you been doing in general Good, good. You know, this is the time of the year when we're uh, sort of assessing how the turkey hatch is, and uh, so that's on our minds. Uh, a lot of, a lot of folks asking. Yeah, I bet, I bet they are. I bet they are. Hey, listen, when we come back, thanks for Gary uh, hanging in there with us as we sort of reflected a bit on our mothers. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about what uh, Adam is doing in the wild turkey program these days. We'll see you after this. Madison Cellars, proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Cellars Premium Wine and Spirits, Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center. The Mississippi Braves continue the homestand August 1st through 6th with seven games in six days against the Montgomery Biscuits. Parking the Park returns on Tuesday, August 1st, followed by a 5.05 p.m. doubleheader on First Responders Wednesday. Come thirsty for Truckworks Thirsty Thursday on August the 3rd and Mississippi State Night. The first 1,000 fans on Friday, August 4th will get an Embrace Spencer Strider t-shirt jersey presented by the Mississippi Department of Health. Xfinity presents a post-game fireworks show on Saturday. Then the homestand concludes with Raising Cane Sunday Family Fun Day and Team Photo Giveaway on August 6th at 2.05 p.m. courtesy of Bob Boyd Honda. For tickets, MississippiBraves.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. When it comes to issues that matter for conservatives, Delbert Hoseman delivers, and Chris McDaniel is nowhere to be found. Delbert delivered voter ID, cleaned up our voter rolls, and ended ballot harvesting, while McDaniel didn't even show up to vote for election integrity. Delbert delivered for our children by banning pornography in our schools and libraries and keeping men out of women's sports, while Chris McDaniel skipped a vote to ban pornography in schools and never even spoke up on protecting our kids from the radical transgender agenda. Delbert Hoseman is a champion for making government more efficient and accountable. Delbert carried the conservative agenda for the last four years, downsizing state government and paying down state debt. While Chris McDaniel's only bills were creating a Mosquito Awareness Week, congratulating a pageant winner and a football team. August 8th, vote Delbert Hoseman, the conservative who gets things done. Paid for by Delbert Hoseman. At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us, or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at agup.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit agup.com today to begin customizing your equipment, or feel free to leave it up to us. And visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas. 
Madison County, I am Jonathan McMillan, and I'm running for House District 58. I grew up here, my wife and I raise our kids here, and I run my business in this district. So I mean it when I say I have a vested interest in our future. I'll keep Madison County strong by fighting for our schools, law enforcement, and business community, and provide them the necessary tools for growth. I will protect family values and keep strong conservative principles driving our state. So if you're looking for a candidate who's ready to go to work for you, please vote McMillan for House District 58. Paid for by McMillan for House District 58. Hello here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed reflecting on on uh, what our mothers mean to us with my friend Adam Butler, who's head of the Wild Turkey Program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And, uh, you know, the biggest question I get is, what is the heat? What impact is the heat having on the wild turkey population? What's the latest on that? Um, well, I don't know that the heat is necessarily affecting them too bad. You know, you do see in parts of the country, um, like Texas and Oklahoma, you get out west kind of in, in the Rio Grande turkey range. And when they get really extreme heat, it can certainly affect things with the hatch and stuff like that or, or affect the, the little the little poults. When they're really small, they can't regulate their body temperature very well. I think our turkeys probably respond to it by just staying down in the deep, dark, shady woods and you're not going to see them out. Uh, in open fields as much when it's really, really hot. Um, and I, you know, I, I think some of that's going on and I think that's playing in, you know, I mentioned our brood survey before we cut the break. I think that's playing in some of, of that right now. Our uh, observations in the brood survey are uh, sort of showing we're not seeing quite as many turkeys and people I talk to haven't, you know, they, they're all, I haven't seen any lately. And it very well could be because it's so hot. They're just going to stay, they're going to stay where it's shady, man. They're going to, you can imagine being a, a, a black bird covered with feathers. It doesn't take a whole lot of sunshine to, to get you really hot. So uh, they're probably hanging out in the shade. Hey, so Adam, talk to us about you know when we talk about the turkey hatch, you know the you know the critical time around that, and then how do you conduct a brood survey, and how does it apply to what you deploy as ter in terms of your management techniques? Yeah, so. Um, that's a good question. I mean, turkeys are a species that is absolutely driven by their reproduction, which means their their hatch when they have little ones. I mean, that's going to dictate how many turkeys there are, you know, for the next couple of years. So it's really important to try to understand what that you know what that looks like. Um, the turkey nesting time is a little bit earlier, so most of them are nesting in you know from from let's say early to mid April. Uh, through early June-ish. So, so uh, we're past that time. Most of the poults, the little turkeys, as you would call them, uh, have already hatched out. But the Department of Wildlife and our partners, we survey during kind of the middle part of the summer, June, July, and August, we, we conduct a survey uh, across the state to try to get a handle on how good that hatch was. And so we're, like I said, we're right now in the, in the middle of it. Um, and it's pretty straightforward. People that uh, work for our agency, both uh, biologists and conservation officers, and then partner organizations like uh, Forestry Commission, Forest Service, uh, different private partners, uh, help us by gathering observations. And then we can kind of look at uh, a couple of things that tell us how good the hatch was. We can look at the proportion of the hens that have poults with them. That tells us a lot. We can look at sort of the ratio of the total number of poults to the total number of hens. Uh, we can look at, we at, we're actually tabulating uh, gobblers during that time too. So we can look at kind of the male to female. So we get a lot of information about the population from this survey and it's relatively uh, cheap and easy to do. Um, you know, when you've got uh, several hundred eyes out in the field every day across the state, you can get a lot of information um, that, that helps guide us forward. Well, how, talk talk more about how they communicate with you. Uh, it's pretty simple. We got a couple of different ways now. We we actually have a, an app. You know, like everybody, we're moving to, to mobile stuff. Uh, and it, but we, we we've been doing it for thirty years on on data sheets that people carry with them. And when that, like I said, when they encounter turkeys in sort of their normal 
uh, just out in the field line of work, they're recording that information. And then, you know, we end up with a data set that's got, you know, several thousand observations in it from across the state throughout the summer. And you can learn a lot just by looking at all of that. And what's interesting is most, uh, most every other state does something similar to this. And uh, up until a couple of years ago, we all kind of had different methodologies that we were doing, um, especially sort of the how we analyze the data on the back end. But as, uh, as there's been more and more concern about turkey populations over the last couple of years, one of the things I'm really proud of is as a, as a group, throughout the Southeast and really throughout the country, we've all kind of came together to look at how we conduct those surveys and look at how we analyze that data and started standardizing things so that um, it gives us a lot better insight on where, where turkeys are doing well, where they're not doing well, and, and hopefully that allows us to start uh, better understanding what's driving trends. Because it used to be that, you know, I, I would have my number and, and, and my colleague next door in Louisiana would have their number, but those numbers weren't exactly apples to apples because we did things a little bit differently. But over the last, you know, five or six, eight years um, throughout the country, different turkey biologists, we've all kind of came together to standardize the way we report those um, so that we can gain better understanding of how this majestic bird is doing throughout the country. Yeah, I'm a former CEO and uh, often said in my life as a CEO and even before that you, you know, what gets measured gets done. But in order to measure it, this point around standardization is really, really important. So metrics, metrics, you know, can help you improve if they're they're comparable. So finding finding a, a standard approach then and enabling you guys to share your data with one another, you can find best practices. You can find where there, there may be some challenges. You can set new goals to say, okay, this is an area we want to improve, or maybe we're doing great in this area and we can even do better based on what's happening in Arkansas or wherever. Uh, I mean, the data you get is, in, is empowering, isn't it? Right, and that's you know when you're talking about data or science, you got to you got to keep in mind your 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 goal is usually pretty long term, a lot longer term than 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 um, a lot of hunters like to think. Because as we standardize and as we've got data that we can compare to one another, uh, you can start to see trends over long periods of time. Like you just mentioned, I mean, different states conduct uh, do things differently. So different hunting hunting frameworks differ from state to state. Uh, habitat trends differ from region of the country to region of the country. Uh, so there's all sorts of things, um, if you're looking from state to state that are different, that over time may help us to understand, you know, who, who's really managing the species best or which, which set of practices tend to be best. Well, the only way you can really understand that is to have comparable data across yeah. all of those yeah. different frameworks. So it's almost like we've got, you know, there's 49 different states with uh, huntable turkey populations. So you've almost got like 49 little experiments. Uh, and as long as we have data that we can compare to one another, eventually you can figure out whose little experiment, you know, is, is the best. So. Yeah. I had our friend uh, William McKinley on last week and we talked about chronic wasting disease and the concerns around that. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the deer managers across the state have, have their work cut out for them because obviously the only approach to managing CWD that we currently know about is containment. Do you have, are there any concerns that are beginning to evolve as it relates just to, to diseases and turkeys that, that's something you're concerned about or just something you have to pay attention to? What, what's on your mind as it relates to that? Yeah, there. So with turkeys, there are several diseases that that uh, pop up. Now, none of them sort of have the long-term implications that CWD would. I mean, CWD is—it's uh, literally an existential crisis when it comes to deer. But it's a very slow-moving, long-term crisis. You know, the real implications of CWD are decades and decades into the future, and that makes it hard to deal with. With turkeys. Uh, there's a lot of diseases that pop up and what you see are, um, you can see uh, localized flare-ups in particular diseases that can cause kind of short-term short -term dips, you know. Uh, the, the diseases that are, are probably most common that we see with turkeys are uh, avian pox and another one that's a mouthful, it's called lymphoproliferative disease virus. Both of those we shorten it to LPDV. You'll, you'll hear people talk about LPDV with turkeys. Both of those are viruses. Um, avian pox is common to all birds. 
and uh, you know you see little flare-ups of it from time to time. LPDV uh, is one we don't quite know as much about, um, but we think it has some immune system issues where it can compromise the bird's immune system. And so what ends up happening is, like I said, you, you, turkeys are driven by reproduction and you get these big bumps uh, where their numbers can really shoot up. And sometimes when their numbers get really high, you can see disease uh, play into kind of re regulating that. So yeah. it does not, you know, it's not the, the long-term crisis with turkeys that CWD would be, uh, but we do worry about it because it can have localized effects for, for shorter periods of time. So uh, you guys continue to focus on the, the wild turkey program in Mississippi, as you, you've told me in the past that not only is it a popular uh, type of hunting in the state of Mississippi, but lots of folks coming in from outside outside of Mississippi to enjoy our great wild turkey hunting, and uh, and that makes management of that resource critical, doesn't it? For sure, uh, you know we're Mississippi, Alabama, some of the deep south states. You know we're we're sort of looked at throughout the country as being kind of the heart and soul of spring turkey hunting. I like to think I'm probably biased. I like to think that, but I mean when you look at sort of some of the name brands within the hunting industry that are so synonymous with turkey hunting, they're based here, and I think there's a reason for that. So we're we we have national prominence when it comes to a lot of hunting, but particularly turkey hunting. I think. Yeah, the, the Will Primos and Preston Pittman and the Mossy Oaks guys and the list goes on and on. Anyway, hey, listen, Adam, it's been great to catch up with you, my friend. Yep, same here. Sorry about okay. your mother. Thank you, man. God bless you, my friend. Hey, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Nathan Blunt. We'll see you after this. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny and hot, high near 98. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 75. Your Tuesday, mostly sunny and hot, high near 99. Tuesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 76. And for your Wednesday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny and hot, high near 100 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. At AgUp, your local John Deere dealer, you can leave it up to us or you can build it, price it, and own it with a simple click of a button at agup.com. Build it. Select from tractors and lawn equipment. Next, choose which implements and attachments best fit your tasks. Price it. Receive immediate pricing. Own it. Pick it up at your AgUp location. Visit agup.com today to begin customizing your equipment or feel free to leave it up to us and visit any of our 16 locations in Mississippi and Arkansas. Hi, I'm Bob Anderson, conservative Republican running for state representative, District 58. When I say I want to help grow Madison County, you can know that I have the experience to do it as a business creator, CFO, and aerospace engineer. When I ask to be your public servant, it's after having built a record of service at Jackson's Pro-Life Crisis Pregnancy Center in the Air Force and as an angel flight pilot. When I say that I'm a conservative, you can know it's for real. I'm a nationally published author for The Federalist. So remember, there's no better indicator of future performance than the past. And check out my record and vote Bob on August 8th for proven conservative leadership. By Bob for 58. Hi, I'm Thomas Trammell, owner of Family Termite and Environment. We're a family-owned and operated business, and we care about our customers and treat them like family. In Mississippi, we have all four seasons and every weather condition, sometimes all on the same day. Environmental changes attract different types of household pests to our homes. No matter what type of pest you're dealing with, Family Termite is here to answer your questions and help find a solution. Call us for all your pest and termite control needs. That's Family Termite at 601-933-1014. Conservative Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. He's like us, sick of crime. He wants our neighborhoods safe, a place where family and friends can gather. Moms and dads can walk down the street with their kids. That's why Delbert Hoseman is helping bring order. More cops on the street, more neighborhood patrols, longer prison sentences for violent crime, and more prosecutors. Delbert doesn't just talk like some politicians. Delbert gets results. Under Delbert's leadership, the state Senate worked with the state house and the governor to push back against crime. And Delbert's not done. He's got a plan to bring order to all of our neighborhoods. What's Delbert Hoseman's plan for criminals? Arrest them, 
prosecute them, lock them up. Vote for safer communities. Vote for conservative Dilbert Hoseman. Paid for by the National Association of Realtors Fund and not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. I'm J.T. Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Tall Mississippi News. Chunk Kendrick Huffman, a man who escaped from a Mississippi prison before being found in a dumpster last summer, has been sentenced to an additional 40 years behind bars. After escaping the correctional facility in Pearl, Huffman broke into a nearby home, holding a father and his two daughters hostage for hours. He then stole one of their vehicles before wrecking it and eventually being captured by law enforcement. And following a spring break shooting in Biloxi that left one dead and five injured earlier this year, Mayor Fofo Gillich tells us that the city has been working avidly to install new ordinances for special events. A lot of these things that have to come under the umbrella, and, and, and Biloxi is uh, charged along with you know our, our partners in Harrison County and, and other agencies to, to make it make it safe, make it friendly. The Super Talk Mississippi News. I'm J T Mitchell. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006, 601-957-6006. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. As we listen to my dear friend Steve Azar in his song One Mississippi, what an amazing song that is. The state song for this for Mississippi and also the theme song for Super Talk Outdoors. Hey, listen, I really enjoyed visiting with Adam and uh, Adam Butler, who's head of the the wild turkey program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. We had a chance to chat both before and after and during the breaks, and he was he was uh, very thoughtful and uh, and expressing his condolences to me and my family in the passing of my mother. But it was interesting to to chat about how our mothers let us go roam and. And, and how, the role that our mothers played in helping us love the outdoors, that was so so interesting. And hearing his story of his parents finding this map and seeing this map that he drew up when he was a kid, it reminded us of, of Huck Finn and, and Tom Sawyer days. So many pleasant memories. But you just never, you know, you, you're going to find an inspiration behind so many of our guests. That That is for sure. And by the way, during the break, our next guest, Nathan Blunt, who's a wildlife uh, management area biologist for the Northeast region, um, Adam tells me that he is a serious, serious turkey hunter and has killed a wild turkey in every state in the United States except two states. Wow. So I wouldn't have known that because it's certainly not in his bio. Anyway, without any further ado, let me go to my friend Nathan Blunt. How are you doing, Nathan? Pretty good. How about y'all? We're doing good, man. We're doing really good. Where are you sitting right now? Uh, I'm currently sitting in Tishomingo County, Mississippi. That's where I reside. Oh, good, as man. far north and east as you can get in the state. I always love to hear people's story about how they came to love the outdoors. But, man, someone inspired you big time along the way. Where did that come from? The turkey. Yeah. Yeah, the turkey. Uh, we didn't – Lee County had its first turkey season. Uh, grew up around the Tupelo area in 2004. And that's when I started turkey hunting. 
and uh, downhill ever since. <laughs> well, how did, where, where did this goal to shoot a turkey in every state come from? Oh, well, in uh, 2006, me and my dad went on our first out-of-state trip for turkey, a high school graduation present. We went on a guy to Texas turkey hunt and thought, you know, this is pretty cool. Let's go somewhere else. 2007, we went to the Black Hills of South Dakota. 2008, we started going to Missouri. And then each year, we just try to add a, a new place. And about 2016 or 17, I uh, started hearing about people doing what they call the U.S. Super Slam. And that's when you get a turkey in all 49 states. And I thought, well, you know, I got it. 16, 17 states now. I think I can do this, and here we are. Hopefully, well, I see, this comes. Where season. have you not killed a turkey now? Uh, Arizona and Delaware. So, which one are you going to this coming year? Uh, both. Are you really? Yes, sir. So, does the National Wild Turkey Federation? Do they have some sort of distinction, or is there some organization that sort of sanctions that after you get that? Yes, sir. Uh, once you get the turkey, uh, get one in all the states, you can get it registered with them and get on their super slam list. It's becoming very popular, believe it or not. And uh, it's a lot of people are going for it now. Well, that's neat, though. It's what what a cool thing, man. What a what a what a what a conver conversation piece. But the other neat thing about it is you've been able to see some really cool places, haven't you? Yep. This spring, I uh, went to Hawaii. And that was pretty cool, hunting a turkey on a volcano there. <laughs> wow. About 9,000 feet. Hey, listen, Nathan, I say on my show every week that Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors. So when you think about the, the Delta and Northeast Mississippi and what's happening in Central Mississippi and the backwater fishing of coastal Mississippi and offshore fishing, and the, I could go on and on and on. You know, you know that. But you had the opportunity when you travel outside the state, it gives you a great perspective about how valuable Mississippi is to this nation. We are the capital of the outdoors in, the, in, this, in this wonderful United States, aren't we? Yes, sir, we are, and luckily we have an abundance of public land to uh, uh, pursue our passion. I say that often. Our forefathers were smart fellows when they decided to set so much land aside for public hunting and public enjoyment. But, man, we are, I mean, we, we're really, um, it's a jewel. It's a jewel in this state, the work that the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks does to help make sure that these WMA, Wildlife Management Area hunts, and just enjoying the public land is the best it can be. It's incredible, really, isn't it? Yes, it is, and I can assure you our staff takes so much pride in our WMA system from our managers to our biologists. I mean, we, we love it. We absolutely love what we do. Well, you're, you're sort of known as a, as a draw hunt specialist. I would think that probably on, in your job you've learned a lot about what other states are doing, but maybe in your turkey exploits you've also learned a lot about how the draw hunts work as well. But uh, wh what did you do to sort of get that distinction? Uh, just the finagling and the different draw systems of other states. Uh, I've currently, I've probably dealt with draw systems in at least 20 other states for both turkey and western big game like elk and mule deer and stuff. And every state does it their own way. Uh, each system has its pros and cons. And I've just always taken an interest. I'm a data nerd. I like seeing how many applicants we have, you know, looking at draw stats and just putting it all together. So, at the end of the day, though, when you have public land that's extraordinarily popular, and that's definitely true of the WMAs of Mississippi, um, when they get to a certain level of popularity, it, it sort of forces a conversation around draw hunts, doesn't it? Yes, sir, it does. And uh, our draw system was established uh, 20 years ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, we had a few newer WMAs come into the system, draw, uh, smaller WMAs. And just due to their size, you know, 2,000 to 5,000 acres and some decent deer hunting, you just can't have it open, wide open for everybody. And so the draw hunts was put in place to that to kind of get a handle on the hunting pressure and uh, maintain quality hunting opportunities. I know some of our WMAs in the Delta, which, you know, home of the big bucks in the state, uh, the hunting pressure was getting pretty high on some of them. And around the same time, they started implementing the draw hunts. And uh, and it pays off though, doesn't and, it? And yeah, I'm sorry. It does. Uh, you can go out, uh, have a great hunt. Uh, don't have to worry about too many other hunters. Whereas if it was just wide open, you know, you may be seeing orange walking by you throughout the day or something. But uh, we know we pick a certain amount of hunters to draw, 
And over the years, all the data we collect, the hunter use data, uh, we can have an idea what the turnout's going to be. And we can move that number either way if we see fit. You know, folks start saying, well, I'm seeing too many other hunters on this draw, huh? Well, we can lower the number we draw to make sure, you know, to maintain that level of quality. It's something you have to really pay attention to. And, of course, on this show, we've talked a lot about how the pandemic, while it made a lot of people stop going out and just concerts and whatever, they darn sure enjoyed being out in the outdoors. They felt safe when they were in the outdoors. And that's definitely true about the WMAs, isn't it? Yes, it is. And our data reflects that uh, we had a surge in applicants uh, since 2020. Pretty big bump. And so, uh, interest in WMA draw hunts definitely went up. So, uh, so what what are people's general reaction to the fact that that draw hunts are are required? Nowadays, uh, they've they became pretty accepted. Uh, we have to implement them on a new area. If there, there there may be a little hesitation at first, but uh, in the past five years, we've I think we've added three to four turkey draws, and in the beginning, especially the locals aren't too pleased with it. But once they get drawn and they can go out there a couple of days and see the effect it has, I mean, just the hunting experience is so much greater. Not happen, you know, say if you have a goblin turkey instead of two or three people being on that goblin turkey, you can probably have them yourself. Yeah. Hey, I've told this story before, but my son Jordan was at Lost. Uh, I'm sorry, we lost you there for a second. Cal, we probably ought to. Just, you're you're good you're good there, Cal. Okay, good. We're, we'll just keep going. But um, we had your little Wi-Fi blip there, for, but we're back rolling again. When my son was at the University of, of Mississippi Ole Miss Law School, um, he he tells a story of a deer, excuse me, of a turkey that he pursued for a couple of weeks actually on public land up there, and. You know, I don't know that he ever saw another person when he was pursuing that particular turkey. He'd get up real early in the morning, go, and it was over multiple ridges to get to it. And they had this incredible conversation for a long time. They pursued, he pursued it for a long time. He never got it, but he still talks about it as one of the best hunts he's ever done in his life. Those are the ones you remember. That's for sure. And that's and that's so funny how that works like that. But you know, turkey hunting in general, as Adam as Adam pointed out, and we're just is not just about turkey hunting, of course, but turkey hunting in general has gotten more popular. Uh, I know some deer hunters that hunt on WMA land, and when they talk about it, they talk about it like it's their land. In fact, they they treat it like it's their land. That's a good thing. But the the bad thing is they treat it like it's their land. So when yeah. someone else wants to go hunt there, it's almost like they're treated like they're trespassing. But you've seen that before haven't you i have and uh along with public land comes sort of a unspoken rules of etiquette and that's one thing important you know we try to educate the hunters themselves you know the do's and don'ts of public land hunting in general you know if somebody beats you to a spot move on have a plan b i mean it's gonna happen you run into somebody in the woods give them their time give them their space and you know Hey, one of, one of the cool things about watching the videos on those public land guys that hunt public land is that you really get to see in action what these public land etiquettes are all about. And they don't get worked up. They just accept it. And uh, when we come back for, with Nathan, Nathan Blunt, we'll talk a little bit more about what is that etiquette. We'll see you after this break. Mark Scarborough has a proven track record of serving the people. From his time as a state representative to his role as a city alderman and mayor of Richland, Mark has always put the needs of his community first. With his experience and dedication, Mark Scarborough understands the challenges facing Rankin County. Mark wants to continue to serve you as your next chancery clerk. Make sure you vote on August 8th for a proven leader. Mark Scarborough, none of us makes Rankin County great. It takes all of us. Paid for by Mark Scarborough for Chancery Clerk Campaign. 
Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. The 2023 outdoor patio furniture has arrived. We have excellent prices and Callaway's has the largest in-stock selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's farmer's market is open seven days a week. Callaway's has just received another shipment of beautiful tropicals. Kimberly Queen Ferns, three gallon, 10 inch pots, 12 $12.99. Best price and quality around. We also have blooming hibiscus, alamandas, mandevillas, hanging baskets, and more. Callaway's has a large selection of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all on sale. We offer bulk soil for local delivery and pickup. Callaway's landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's Hybrid Pest Control is offering you a free mosquito treatment when you upgrade to a gold or platinum pest shield plan during the month of July. Don't miss out on this offer. Call us today and mention the promo code MOSQUITO to enjoy a pest-free summer. Hybrid, we've got this. Madison County, I am Jonathan McMillan, and I'm running for House District 58. I grew up here, my wife and I raise our kids here, and I run my business in this district. So I mean it when I say I have a vested interest in our future. I'll keep Madison County strong by fighting for our schools, law enforcement, and business community, and provide them the necessary tools for growth. I will protect family values and keep strong conservative principles driving our state. So if you're looking for a candidate who's ready to go to work for you, please vote McMillan for House District 58. Paid for by McMillan for House District 58. So how do you know if you have hail damage? Not all roof damage can be spotted from the ground. Gallo here from Experience Believe Me. You need a pro that you can trust to give you an honest assessment of your roof. There's no better team than Watkins Construction and Roofing. You can trust them to give you an honest evaluation. The Watkins team will answer your call 24-7 and give you a complimentary roof inspection and estimate. Plus count on them to get back with you as fast as the next business day. Financing is available. Count on the pros. Watkins 601-966-8233. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires, just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi Outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have Nathan Blunt, who's a uh, wildlife management area biologist for the Northeast region for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And when we went to break, we were talking about uh, draw hunts. because it's super, pop- super popularity. It's going to help you manage the resource better it's going to help you manage conflict which is always going to be sort of part of what's happening but when i went to break i mentioned that these uh these public land guys that post these videos of their hunting exploits first of all they do quite well but from time to time they do encounter other hunters and from time to time there is conflict and i'm, I'm always blown away with how cool they are about it they'll just you know they'll wave and kind of move on i know that there's conflict from time to time but and as you pointed out during the break it is maybe often on uh, opening weekend just because there's a lot of people out there, a lot of new people out there that really don't appreciate the etiquette and so on. But um, when it works the way it's supposed to, talk to us a little bit more about the, about the public land etiquette. The main thing is uh, 
I always have more than one plan. You're going to get bait to your spot no matter how early you get up, no, no matter how far you walk. Uh, there's going to be somebody getting there earlier, walking farther. Be courteous, be kind. Uh, if you're to a spot first, go ahead, head on in. You still may run into somebody. Somebody may come in on you. You run into another hunter, just be open. Tell them where you're going. Tell them where you're planning on hunting. Most of the time, they're going to give you your way. They're going to give you the berth. If somebody pulls up and you're already there, 90% of hunters are going to leave uh, during turkey season. During deer season, you know, it's a little bit different, turkey hunting versus deer hunting as far as the land you utilize. You need a fair amount of land turkey hunting to tromp around, but since deer hunting, you're stationary, you can hunt a few more hunters. Yeah. But just be courteous and uh, give people their space. Yeah, the, the, there's no doubt that the two are, are very different. That That is for sure. Um, so when uh, if someone was interested in, 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 in maybe they've not done public land hunting, maybe they don't know how the draw hunt works or where to go to learn more information about whether it's applicable at this wildlife management area or not, uh, talk us about the mechanics for someone who wants to understand what they need to do. Well, firstly, I need to go to our website, mdwp.com. And there's a green banner at top under wildlife and hunting. You can go to our WMA webpage and all the information you need can be found uh, within our WMA webpages. So just take the time, go there. Uh, we have a WMA draw hunt page and there it'll show you what hunts are open to apply for. You can go to individual WMAs. Each WMA has its own webpage and it'll show you the regulations for that WMA. Uh, you can see the map of that WMA, the boundaries. We have an interactive map, which is very useful for scouting and everything. And it'll pull up the state of Mississippi. You can zoom in and out on WMAs. You can swap between topographical maps, satellite imagery. Just a very valuable tool for getting the lay of the land before we ever stepping foot on it. And so I encourage you to go, go look at the WMAs we have. Go through the drop box, look at the WMAs you're interested in, and just read all about them. We have our deer harvest reports on there for each WMA. For example, uh, say you're interested in Mahana and the Delta. You can go to the Mahana WMA webpage, look up the deer harvest report, and see how many deer are taken on Mahana, the age of the deer, uh, antler sizes of the bucks. I mean, it'll give you great expectations of what to expect once you get there as far as deer density, you know, age structure, buck size. So basically, go to that website, and so as far as if someone had uh, questions about application requirements, it's all spelled out there. And I actually didn't know that you could dive down deeper and get topography maps and really understand the land. Uh, man, those you know the new technology they're using to help us make sure we understand what we're about to get get ourselves into. The technology is amazing, isn't it? It really is, and uh, with that does come uh, probably a little bump in hunter success rates, and that's something in the future we may have to start looking at. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, that which would actually maybe potentially uh, reduce the draw number some. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but just in general, now everybody has everything at their fingertips. Uh, WMA boundaries can see exactly where you're at. You know, you used to. Uh, people were a little bit afraid, hesitant to get way off the road, way off the beaten path. And then GPSs came out and you could keep track. And now with the smartphone and your hunting mapping apps, it really has changed things. And on, on the bright side, though, it opens up more of the usable land for everyone. So it can actually spread people out. Hey, I used to I uh, used to go everywhere with a compass in my hand, because as you well know, man, you can go 100 yards deep into a woods and get turned around a little bit. And you know, and be lost, especially on a cloudy day when you're not exactly sure where the sun is. But man, when you got a smartphone in your pocket, <laughs> I mean, it's I don't I can't tell you the last time I actually looked at my compass. I mean, I keep one in my pocket, but I don't know the last time I actually looked at it. Yeah, I'm kind of old school myself. I still carry a compass because you know there's a few times that smartphone compass gets a little off, and especially turkey hunting. When I hear that guy, I like to get a bearing, a, a directional bearing of him, so I know like he's right there. And then maybe have to triangulate him some, but I, I still carry a compass all the time, turkey hunting. And I still use mine a bit. Yeah, we probably ought to come back and talk a little bit more about your since you're such a stone cold <laughs> turkey killer and have killed a turkey in every state except uh, two. That's that's the story in and of itself. Maybe we can come back and tell that story. Anyway, Nathan Blunt, who's a wildlife management area biologist for the Northeast region. It's been a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. 
I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been awesome. Listen, have a have a great week, and uh, God bless you. And uh, as I always say, stay safe when you're in the outdoors. We'll see you next Monday. See y'all. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.